Welcome to NCT Answers, a podcast from In-Depth Studies that examines theological issues from a New Covenant theology perspective. I'm your host, Paul Honeycutt, joined as always by Josh Copen. Now, Josh, we have been, we've done two so far. This will be our third episode looking at the broader topic, singleness in the church. But as promised last week, this show we're going to talk about how do you do how do you, as a single man in, in, in 2018 in God's church, cope with and deal with all the hyper-over-sexualized culture that we are all a part of? Yeah, and like I said last week, I feel like the term is there's a Bathsheba every second. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, someone's, uh, you know, there's a, an attractive woman dressed to the nines in Lululemon gear, and, and it's all made to, both for the woman to feel like they look good, but to look sexy, if you will, and it becomes a visual problem uh, for the men. And so, uh, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a problem, and uh, we have more access to, you know, you know history as well as I do, and it's one of the things where the Romans were like, well, they didn't have computers, they had the internet, they just were right there in front of you. They had vomitoriums and orgy pits and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They just, think about the society we live in, Still a little bit more hidden in that it can be on your phone rather than just grossly in front of you with actual people. Well, you know, I'm I'm old. Mm-hmm. I, I won't disclose. You weren't exactly. in Rome. I'm I'm an old guy. Yeah. No, I wasn't in Rome. I was I came right at right after that. But uh, I do very much remember back in the day growing up the little the, the plain brown paper bag or envelope or whatever uh, magazines would be hidden mm. you know you could buy them but they had a brown cover on them etc so so you know everything was secret everything was hidden away I mean I, I've always believed in in total man has always been sinful we just hid it better back in the day yeah. now with the onslaught of the internet all the social media all the the, the, the myriads of accessibility we have at, at you know, the, the, the touch of a dial or whatever, um, all that's doing is revealing the heart of man, ultimately. But it makes it a lot, it's like you talk about, you know, walking through a minefield. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you know, where before you might, you had to maybe stay away from one, one store or one block or whatever it is. Now... You almost have to, you know, go with your eyes closed. Right, you can't even go to the gym anymore without saying, like, oh, you know, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go use this machine that I never used because there's too much of a visual distraction right. over there. Uh, well, how do you deal with that as a single guy? Well, I, mean, I won't lie, there are times you struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, so back home, my friend and I, we would go at like 5 a.m., which is a stupid time to go to the gym anyway. And there was always this girl, and eventually it became a... And I give him credit. He's married, and I think the moment he got married, the Lord blessed him to be asexual to anyone other than his wife. Mm. It's like, Aaron, how do you not... He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I hate you. Right? <laughs> like he, I'm like, how do you not see... So we had to switch times when, when we worked out. Mm. Uh, I was thinking of Proverbs 5, just in terms of how you deal with things. And, um, you know, he's dealing with saying, listen to your words, and then, you know, incline your ear to his saying. So... When you keep, the, in, uh, on this side of the cross, when you keep the gospel the focus, when you remember who you are in Christ, you know, he says, let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed in front of you. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn right nor turn left. Turn your foot from evil. 
So your heart and your head are going to dictate where your eyes go, where your mind goes, if you will, in terms of thought. So you have to, that's what it means to guard your heart, right? The whole classic youth, youth group term we all grew up with, guard your heart. You want to guard your heart for Christ and be reminded who you are in Christ. So you do have to be careful. That's where I think accountability is important. Mm. And, and be willing to go, like say you as a brother in Christ, hey Paul, I've been struggling on lately. And it's not even porn anymore, right? Mm. It's just people dressed really, you know, skimpy or whatever. 36-year-old man using the word skimpy. I don't even know what they use. But like uh, being willing to go, hey, I'm struggling with this. What do you think? Well, delete your Instagram if you're struggling mm. with it. Delete mm. your Twitter account. Delete your Facebook. Whatever. Um, go to a different gym. Right. Whatever it is. Whatever it takes. Right? Yeah, it right. is important. Is your is your Christ faith in Christ more important than... Yeah, getting in shape while seeing. Yeah, it. and we can't. I mean, as as guys, especially because mm-hmm. men are visual. You yep. know, I think that's been proven. Um, you know, we we are uh, we are more visually stimulated than than I think some women. Although one of the things, not to go off on a tangent, but one of the things that has really surprised me and surprised a lot of social scientists, you might say, mm-hmm. and researchers, is the degree to which women are becoming more and more involved with and addicted to pornography. Yes. Because in the past, pornography was was appealing to the eye and imagination, and women are more relational. It's more about feelings and 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 emotions and that kind of thing. So that's an, it's it's interesting the depths I suppose to which pornography can drag people, even um, not not only against their will at times, but even against their very nature, which is right. which another whole other topic. But <laughs> that being said. As a married guy, which mm-hmm. I am, obviously been married very happily for a long time, and I, but I've shared this with a number of other married guys, I can't keep myself from seeing beautiful, sexy women at times. Right. They're just, they just show up wherever you are, right? Or what you're watching, whatever. But the immediate thought comes to my mind, that's not my wife. Mm-hmm. That's not the woman I love. She may be good-looking, sexy, whatever she is, but that's not the woman I am close to, that I have this bond with, that I, I have been intimate with. You know, so that helps protect me at least. Um, and, 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 you know, I've known some guys, candidly, Josh, and, 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 and I'd get, like your opinion on this maybe, but some guys, I think, beat themselves up too much for the unavoidable. Right. Rather than focusing on, like you just said a moment ago, keeping their eyes on the straight path, not wandering off and getting mm-hmm. in trouble. But we can't control everything that comes across our computer screen or our TV no. screen or whatever. Well, again, to bring up Bathsheba, David walking out and seeing her bathing wouldn't have been uncommon. That's would have been part of the norm. Where he sinned was the second look. You, right. you, you're not sinning by me walking in the gym and seeing an attractive woman. That, whatever. Do I stop and stare? Do I work out in a place where I can see her working out mm-hmm. to, then it becomes uh, sin. And that's the point. Like you, And it ultimately comes down to a choice. The, the, the passage in Corinthians about God won't let you be tempted beyond that, meaning he will never put you in a situation where it's either sin or sin. Right. You have a choice not to sin in that situation. Right. Um, you can walk away. You can be like, yeah, it's great, beautiful woman, whatever, move on. Mm-hmm. It's okay to acknowledge a beautiful woman too, and I don't think that's sin either like you were saying i think some people are like oh i found her attractive yeah, right. god created her she's a it's, exactly. it's okay exactly. to acknowledge god created this beautiful creature mm-hmm. but it, it's okay where does your thought go after that right 
It's always the second thought that gets you in trouble, really. You can't really control where the first thought, because it's visual and it's mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite songs, I don't know if you, I'm, I'm dating myself here terribly, but mm -hmm. there was a group called The Band that was very, I know very, about very, the band, very yeah. okay. They had a song on, on one of their albums uh, called Forbidden Fruit. Mm -hmm. Great song, great lyric, but it so epitomizes what we all struggle with. It's that forbidden fruit because it, it seems twice as good, twice as tasty, twice as tempting. Mm-hmm than our normal fare, whatever that is. Well, and uh, there's the there was a thing, and I saw Russell Moore talking about this. There was, and, and yes, I mentioned Russell Moore. It's okay. Um, That's okay. I know some people are like, how dare you? Uh, <laughs> but there was, uh, he mentioned this article, and I read it. It was in The New Yorker mm. about most affairs. And now we're talking about singleness and sexual, but this is a good thing to keep in mind. Most affairs aren't are the result of a bad marriage. Mm. Most of them say they're still in love with their spouse or they're still even sexually pleased with their spouse. It's the thought of something new or sure. something wrong sure. that they're doing is why mm -hmm. they had most of them. Not all of them, but most of them. Well, sin what is, caused the effect. I think sin is that way. I mean, you know, Paul says, I wouldn't have known what it was to covet had mm -hmm. I not been told do not covet. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the most important thing in his mind was coveting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's crazy that way, yeah. but that that is how Satan gains victory sometimes over us. It's that, that the very thing you tell a little kid, I've got all these grandkids, as you know, four of them that live across the street from my wife and I, and you tell them they can't touch, have something or do something, yeah. that's all they want to do. That's right. it. Well, and I, and I would say this as we deal with singleness and social media, be careful about who you're following, even if you're friends with people. I mean, if you know them or you don't, but you like, I like a lot of hiking pages. I like a lot of picture pages. I think they're neat. But they might be women, and you might have a girl who's interested in you and looking up going, well, you follow an awful lot of women. What's mm. that? I mean, you just need to be mindful of that. Now, mm. that might be their problem. But you do need to be mindful of what a single Christian woman might think of your... Now, to them, it might sound like legalism to you, but you, mm. you do need to be careful about who you're following and what mm. you're... I had a friend point that out. Well, you follow an awful lot of women. I'm like, I follow 2,000 people on Instagram. Of yeah. course, there's probably yeah. a lot of, of women. I'm a social media guy. It's what right. I do. Right. But if you see one that you think is, you know, I don't tend to notice that stuff that much. But if you think, yeah, I'll unfollow it if you think it's probably well, yeah, appropriate. Just I, let me know. I like photography a lot. Yeah. And, I, and I have a lot of uh, Tumblr mm -hmm. pages that I've over the yes. years follow. But a few of them, I don't know. I, I don't look at it constantly. But mm -hmm. I've noticed of late, some of them are suddenly out of nowhere will pop up a picture on that site mm -hmm. that's very inappropriate. Yep. And like you, I just delete the page. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, follow, I don't follow that it. anymore. Yeah. Don't don't need that. Um, this just came to mind. But what about movies? Now you you dating somebody? You want to go see a movie? How uh, are you a strictly PG G? You know uh, R. I mean, do, do, do those ratings even matter to you? Is the subject matter important? What this brings up the whole Game of Thrones controversy in the church, right? Mm, Kevin yeah. Young wrote a couple of articles. One was like. You shouldn't watch Game of Thrones. It's naked people a lot, and what's going on. He doesn't care how good the story is and the books were and all that. And then but he the got writing some backlash. Is so good. Yeah, I mean, there is a sense that that's probably true. Yeah, I've I've never gotten into it, and then people no. look at me like I just shot their puppy. Uh, I was on an airplane once, and yeah. I don't watch that junk mm -hmm. at all. But I was on an airplane one time. I forget where it was where I was going. I think my wife was with me this time, but uh, a gal. I was I was on an aisle seat. She was on an aisle seat opposite just slightly up so I could see her screen. Game of Thrones. I, I knew what it was mm -hmm. vaguely. 
I was like, I had to keep turning my head away. Yeah. It was unbelievable. It looked like a Roman orgy. Yeah, I think uh, HBO is kind of known for that in that they're going to, I think in, in the first couple of seasons of shows, they get people hooked with the naked whatever nudity mm-hmm. scenes and then they kind of slowly get away from it. But right. it's, let's get people hooked with the sex and the violence and then let the story take over. Uh, there is a sense that you know what you, like, I don't think any Christians have any business watching Fifty Shades of Grey mm. or reading the book. Mm. Um, but at the same time, if you want to go watch Saving Private Ryan with violence or whatever, or, oh my gosh, they swear. I mean, look, this isn't to give Christians a pass, but I have a feeling if a grenade or a bomb went off next to me, even though my hope is in Christ, I might not say something that is completely appropriate at the time. I didn't fight in a war. I don't know. But I'm just going to take a hunch that that's probably a fairly realistic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thing that could happen in that situation. So I try to be uh, understanding of that. If you're going to create a movie about war, like American Sniper, Mm. there's going to be a chance there's going to be language. Uh, So, yeah, I think it's up to you. And if there there are versions of movies that they have fixed so you can enjoy. Like the movie Love Actually has... Oh, I would... I wouldn't watch it any form. Okay, well, there's one, you know, it's like eight different stories going on at once. They are somehow tied together. Uh, It's one of those movies. But the one sub-story are these porn stand-in couples. Uh, And what someone did is they cut those scenes out, mm -hmm. didn't change the movie one bit. You're right, yeah. And you can still enjoy the movie. I agree, because I think that that that's what Hollywood and and Mm -hmm. others like them do is they put enough of that stuff in. Mm-hmm. It isn't necessary. It doesn't doesn't move the story forward at all, no. but it just it's, it's sex, it's titillating, whatever. Right. Same with violence. You know, you have these crazy violence. I used to love the Rockford Files, which really dates yeah. myself. Every show after after a while had to have the obligatory car chase. It got old. Yeah. I mean the same same you know, hills, the same I mean it's like why are we watching this? I have not I don't think you can say, oh, well, that stuff doesn't affect me, like in terms of sex or nudity, mm. and be like, oh, it's not a big deal. It doesn't make it right no. to still look at it. It's like if I were to lay down, they don't, the Playboy isn't made anymore, right? But if I were to put a Playboy down in front of you, oh, well, it doesn't mean anything to me, so mm. I don't care. Well, no, that doesn't make it right. You're still right. not to... Right. There's a reason God calls women to dress a certain way and and guys to avoid temptation and things mm-hmm. like that. So, Because you don't know. That that picture of that naked woman might not bother you now. Three weeks from now, it yeah. might pop in your yeah. head, and the next yeah. thing you know, you're off and running. So, That's a good point. What struggles do you have, if any, um, <laughs> in this area? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I bring up Instagram for that very reason. There's There was a few people I don't follow who they weren't... Uh, uh, there was nothing wrong. They were just mm. hiking pictures, mm-hmm. and they weren't ever like naked or anything. Just... Just this ridiculously gorgeous woman who was wearing occasional tight clothes. I, I got to unfollow this. Yep. She had a boyfriend anyway, so already I'm coveting what this guy can have. And then you're so I had to, mm-hmm. you know, it's just mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, you tend to struggle with you. Uh, you know, there's a, there's. Um, uh, I think sadly some people learn uh, why Solomon says, "Don't awaken love too early." Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's very important. Right. Song of Solomon is about sex, people. I'm sorry. You can try and make it, but that's what it's about. The whole book is about love, uh, certainly between a, a, a husband and a wife. But, um, yeah, I think it's very important. You've got to be careful. And 
I would highly recommend, you know yourself better than you think mm -hmm. you do sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can get away. No, the moment you could justify looking at something, you know you're wrong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you have to even stop and think about it, you know yeah. you probably shouldn't. Oh, let me, let me look at these four other pictures that yeah. are fine. Oh, there's that fifth right. one. Well, I'll leave it up in view while I look at these pictures of these mountains. Without naming names or, or giving specifics mm -hmm. at all, which I don't think you would, but have in your dating the last 10 years, yeah. let's say, of your dating life, has that ever become a problem? The the whole over-sexualization, the various types of media, social media, whatever, has that has that ever created an issue or been a problem in any of your dating, for them or you? Uh, well, I, I don't know, like, if you mean um, having to avoid having sex with someone or... No, I mean, just in terms of... Um, not so much the having sex. Right. I, th I think I think I know where you'd land there. Right. But I mean, in terms of of things you watch, things you look at, things you participate in, yeah. you versus the other person. Well, you're, you're having coffee. You love breakfast, so mm -hmm. you're having breakfast with some cute gal, mm -hmm. and everything is going well. Then all of a sudden, she brings up how much she loved Fifty Shades of Grey, or I don't know what. You know. Yeah, that would be one where I, I we'd have to sit down. Have an yeah. We're already sitting down, so we'd have a conversation about that. That didn't come up with. The last couple girls I dated, I, I think there was one girl I dated about five or six years ago who had seen it and talked about it and claimed to be a believer. Hmm. Um, so we had a long conversation about that. Yeah, I don't understand the Game of Thrones defense, but most Christians would rip Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm like, I'm not seeing a ton of difference, right. to be honest. I haven't watched either one. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think, however, I think if you're dating, especially if you're engaged and you're going to be married... I think it's completely acceptable to talk about what you expect from a partner and wonder or ask them, well, how do you know about that? I think mm. those things are important. Mm. John Piper has a, a really good thing. It's 57 or 58 questions everyone should ask before they get married. Mm. And there's a whole section dealing on, you know, sex, oral sex, who initiates, who doesn't, what do you talk about, you know. Mm you know, um, what is the purpose of it in marriage. It's it's a really good thing. I would highly mm. recommend mm. that people go read that and discuss okay. if you're listening and you're dating. Um, I think it, it was a really good thing to go mm. over. I will end on this question. Um, how long do you think is reasonable to assume you should date before you consider marriage? Is there a time frame? I'm the firm believer that there's such thing as too long. I don't think if you're a Christian, there's such thing as too short. Okay. Uh, and what I mean by that is, again, as we've talked about, are they a believer? Can you see yourself? Uh, you know, do you love them? Then you should marry. What are you outside of planning a wedding? If you love them and they're a Christian, you should be married tomorrow. Outside of the planning of the right, wedding right. thing. Well, along those same lines, because I, I know somebody who uh, has a daughter who's mm -hmm. dating and, right. and there's now talk about marriage mm -hmm. on the road and all that. His concern is that they, they don't kiss, they don't do anything, you know, very limit the mm -hmm. physicality of the relationship until they get married. Yeah. Um, and I think for that, the reason I ask that question is, if you try to be engaged for a year or more, I, I don't know how you avoid. I mean, I, I mean, well, that's the thing. You are um, you're on the doorstep of, of many things: mm -hmm. marriage, sex, whatever. That's why I don't think long engagements are smart at all. Well, I don't. What would you? What are you trying to learn? That would be my question. Well, yeah. What else are you waiting on? Yeah. Um, I just talked to a friend. Uh, she was at a wedding in um, 
in Cancun for her friend. These this couple dated six years. <laughs> I was like, what are you waiting on? What else do you need to know? They weren't believers, were they? No, there's a really good, it's a, it's a secular study, and I'll have to find it, but I was listening to uh, a podcast, they were talking about this, about one of the reasons that cohabitation is so bad before mm. you get married is mm. the sense of freedom still feels there. Mm-hmm. The sense of this is mine, this TV's mine, not yours. Mm-hmm. And then when you get married, wait a minute, this is our TV? That mm-hmm. was always my TV. Mm-hmm. Where if you don't live together before you get married, all of a sudden, this stuff is immediately ours. There's right. no memory, of it, which right. is why I don't think, unless someone owns a house and you get married, I think, I was just thinking about this the other day, I think you should find a place to live together where neither one of you have lived before. Because mm. I think it avoids the... This was my apartment. Oh, this is now our apartment. Yeah, yeah. I got to share this yeah, with someone. That's this a good. My, yeah, yeah. Just, just a thought. I, I've just, I haven't hammered that one through yet. No, no, no. I think that's a good, a good, good point. So to sort of summarize what I think we were trying to talk about today, this whole <laughs> idea of sex, oversex, what have you. I think the the key word is two key words. One mm-hmm. would be avoidance. Avoid these things. Avoid yes. where you you know there's you know it's like it's like you know you know like the the Roadrunner cartoons right where that that poor that poor Roadrunner had that coyote going all kinds yeah. of stupid places and he never saw the danger signs until mm-hmm. it was too late right and then over the cliff he goes yes. or whatever. I think we have to be very very astute in our walk with the Lord. I mean, our desire can be to please Him and to not sin, but Satan's got a ton of traps out there for us. Satan doesn't have any new tricks because the old ones work so well. Exactly. Very, very good point. So I think avoidance and then and then again the idea, and you said this I think very well the last program, which is putting your focus, your primary focus and desire in him alone. Yeah. Even if you're married, it's gotta be start with him because out of my love for my Lord will flow my love for my wife. My, my role with my children, and so on and so forth. So that always has to be primary. So if I'm focused on God, mm-hmm. I can't be surfing the web in the middle of the night in a dark room looking for all the wrong things. Right. So I think that's most important. What do we talk about next time? Oh, man, I, that's, uh, we've, we've gone pretty deep. I feel like, uh, you know, maybe just the idea of when do you put aside the focus of dating? When do you just go, I'm single? I need to be single until the Lord plops. I'm not going to go looking. I'm not going to do any of that until, you know, for whatever reason, this random person walks into my life. Okay. Let's, let's talk about Yeah, how that. do we deal with, I prayed three times. <laughs> i got to trust this to the Lord. Four is the number. Four you know what? You didn't no, have four. No, yeah, four all three. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, as always, if you'd like to discuss any of this uh, with Josh directly, you can mm-hmm. reach him at... At Josh Copen on Twitter, at J-O-S-H-C-O-P-E-N. Or, like I said, my uh, highly inappropriate Instagram account. <laughs> just a bunch of pictures of dogs and sunsets, but Josh underscore Copen, C-O-P-E-N. Yep. And if you'd like more information about in-depth studies and who we are and why we do what we do, you can go to our website, ids.org. Otherwise, we'll talk to you next time.